The Gospel of Luke, in that Gospel, Jesus says these words in Luke chapter 9, verse 23. He says, whoever wants to be my disciple uh, must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. Lent is a season of 40 days, not counting Sundays. That traditionally begins tonight on Ash Wednesday and ends on the Saturday before Easter. Lent is a season of preparation as we prepare for the celebration of Easter. Lent is a season where we focus on Jesus and his death on the cross and his resurrection. When I was young, I was told Ash Wednesday and Lent were only celebrated by Catholics. However, these traditions actually were present long before the Roman Catholic Church was even formed. Very much a part of early Christianity, early Christians celebrated Ash Wednesday and Lent. Recently, more and more churches have recaptured this time-honored Christian tradition. And very honestly, I'm grateful for that. While it's not been a prominent feature in evangelicalism in generations past, the season of Lent has begun being celebrated more frequently by more and more Protestant churches. And it truly bears the emphasis that is so much a part of our evangelical faith. Lent focuses on our awareness of a need, our need for grace. We need God's amazing grace. It focuses on a deep conviction of sin. It also is a profound appreciation of the sufferings of Christ on our behalf. And most of all, Lent is this hunger to be shaped and formed in the greater likeness of Jesus. Denying ourselves, just like Jesus said, taking up our cross daily and following Jesus. Growing up in Nazarene, we really didn't celebrate Lent. Looking back, I think it was a little bit of a missed opportunity, and here's some reasons why. First off, Lent disrupts my routine. Usually I'm traveling for work on Wednesday nights, and I purposely made sure that I took a day so I could be here gathered with you tonight because I wanted to disrupt my routine. This year, as I look at what I'm facing, I need my routine disrupted. Maybe like you, I'm always practically moving from one activity to another. And Lent is a time where we can press pause on our routine and intentionally focus on Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong. Routine is good. And if you ask Sherry, she'll tell you I'm a very routined individual. I grab my cup of coffee every morning. I go down to my office and I'm pretty much a zombie in that office all day. However, even though routine is good and necessary, I often find that my routine becomes as a whole, and it, what happens is it takes over my life, and I'm less challenged to grow in my spiritual life. Growing up in the church, I always had those moments or seasons of introspection an examination that took me deeper in my Christian walk. I think of youth camps, winter retreats, camp meetings, revival services. I would even throw the Alive concert in there because it's a time where you unplug and focus on Jesus. 
And now that I've started observing Lent as an adult, I find myself in this season having those very same times of spiritual growth as I did with those other activities earlier in my life. Lent is a time for all of us to break our routine and let God shape and form us. This year, not only do I desire to be shaped and formed by God, I desperately need it. With my surgery, with everything that's going on, I desperately need to take time and just focus on Jesus. The second thing is Lent helps me obey Jesus' teaching about fasting. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 17, which is actually directly right after the Lord's Prayer, so it's pretty important. Jesus says, when you fast, do not look somber. Notice that he doesn't say, if you fast. He says, when you fast. He actually says it twice in those verses. And the implication is clear. Jesus expects you and I, his disciples, to fast. During past Lent seasons, I've given up meals, I've given up sweets, I've given up Facebook, red meat, television, and even coffee. Because that's such a part of my routine, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. But I've done that. For me, even the smallest sacrifice is difficult, but each surrender reinforces my dependence on God. Remember, when you fast or give something up, if you choose to do that this year, you should replace that sacrifice with something better, like prayer, like scripture reading, like listening to, to music. Whatever it is, focus your attention on God. That way, every time you get the craving to indulge in a sweet treat or even a Facebook post, you'll replace that craving with something that draws you closer to God. I like what Dr. Sam Barber, our district superintendent, put on Facebook this week. He said, and he wrote this about Ash Wednesday, he said, it is in the yes that I say to Jesus that the no's of Lent find their place. If you're fasting something, make sure you replace it with something spiritual. It is the eternal, that eternal yes that really produces spiritual change. Finally, Lent prepares us for Easter. You know, we prepare for the birth of Jesus during Advent, and I love that season as well because I love anticipating Christmas. But just as we prepare for Christmas with Advent, Lent is the time for Christians to prepare for the agony of the cross that we recognize on Good Friday and the celebration of Jesus' resurrection on Easter Sunday. During Lent, I'm reminded with each passing day that the hope of Easter is drawing nearer and nearer. Likewise in my life, I'm reminded with each passing day, no matter how long and arduous the struggle, I have a living hope in my resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ, and he will get me through. As you begin this Lenten journey, do an honest inventory of your life. In what ways might you be preoccupied with your own routine, your own agenda, 
and you're missing out on what God wants to do in and through you. Lent is a season which we set aside the good things, like coffee, but we make space for the better things. Do you find yourself turning to specific habits for comfort and affirmation? I do. When I get stressed out, I eat. When I get stressed out, I'll, I'll watch TV. What might it look like if you set aside those habits and allow yourself to feel your need for Christ? I've heard some people vow to fast apathy, indifference, complacency, even half-heartedness, to seek a deeper relationship with God during the next 40 days. I like that. I think that's another thing that we can certainly give up during this time. But in addition to setting aside certain habits, we should be encouraged to take up new habits that don't end with Easter, but carry on throughout the full year. And that those habits draw our attentions off ourselves and fix our eyes on Jesus. During these next 40 days, how might you intentionally draw closer to Jesus and embody his love? and compassion to those around you. Tonight, our 40-day Lenten journey to the cross of Christ begins. 40 is an important biblical number. It's usually viewed as a time of testing. You'll remember Israel wandered 40 years in the wilderness to test an unbelieving generation of Israelites who ultimately missed out on the promised land. But think of this. Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days, and he was tested by Satan. And Satan could not put a better offer on the table because Jesus triumphantly emerged victorious over the enemy. And we have that victory in Jesus tonight. 40 days is how long Lent is, and 40 days is about how long I realize that my life is a mess and I can't do it on my own. I need God. 40 days to the cross from tonight, Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is significant because it begins Lent, but the story goes back even to, to what the story is unfolding as we look toward Easter. The triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, and then Christ's arrest and trial and suffering and death. Traditionally, the ashes of this day are obtained by burning the dried palm branches of the year before on Palm Sunday. Typically, the services of Ash Wednesday mark the beginning of the season of Lent through what we did tonight, scripture reason, reading, songs of the season, and a prayer. As I already stated, many Christians begin at this time of special fasting on Ash Wednesday that lasts throughout Lent, except on Sundays because Sundays commemorate the Lord's Day when Christ was resurrected. Thus, Sundays during Lent are the prelude to the celebration of Easter. The fasting can take many different forms, from giving up a particular food or a habit onto, or adding on a new spiritual discipline. Every, either way you do it, the purpose is to move us into a deeper life of Christ. In addition to prayers, songs, scriptures, Ash, Ash Wednesday services include an opportunity to receive ashes, either on your forehead or on, the, on your hand. This is a long tradition in the church that serves really key, some key purposes. Number one, the ashes remind us that life is short and we are utterly dependent on God. 
When you receive ashes, I will say, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This comes from Genesis 3.19, when God spoke over the consequences of sin for Adam and Eve. But this is what I think the ashes mostly represent to us tonight. They are also a sign to the world that we are among those who are identified with Christ. In this way, we bear witnesses that we are his disciples. We're denying ourselves and we're taking up the cross daily and following Jesus. I'll never forget Sherry and my first Ash Wednesday here at Chillicothe first. Sherry's mom, Rita, attended that night. And I know we miss her so much every day. I think about her. As a lifelong Nazarene, Rita had never, ever, ever been to an Ash Wednesday service. And I was certain because I'll give you the option. You don't have to participate in the ashes if you don't want. You can just participate in the communion. And I was certain that Rita would only participate in the communion. However, she came forward and she received both communion and ashes that night because she was determined she was going to identify with her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And tonight, she's with him. She's with him. This year, as I go through probably one of the toughest times of my life, I remember Sherry's mom's willingness to pick up her cross and identify with Christ. And that encourages me as I walk through my darkest hour to the cross of Christ that I don't walk it alone. Jesus is there. As I prepare for what I and my family are facing, I need this precious time with Jesus. My life is so chaotic, it's just so busy. I need time physically and spiritually to unplug, focus on him. Perhaps you do too. Whatever difficulty you're facing, and I know many of you are facing difficulty, however arduous your path may be, tonight we can be thankful that we serve a God who breathes life into dust, who creates beauty out of ashes, who provides forgiveness to the sinful, who makes the, the, the broken whole, who fills the empty, who provides freedom to those who are in the bondage of sin, who redeems the irredeemable, He's the God who seeks and finds those who are lost. He brings healing to the infirmed. He welcomes home the wayward prodigal. He reconciles the irreconcilable. And he gives rest to all of those who are weary and burdened. He's the living water to everyone who's thirsty. He's the bread of life to you who are hungry. And he provides eternal life to those condemned to eternal death. He's a God who gave his life on the cross to save you and me. That is the God we serve tonight. That is the God we worship tonight. We're going to conclude this service by worshiping and identifying with Christ and remembering his sacrifice that provided our salvation. As you can see, there's two stations that you can participate in. The first station 
I will be serving is where I will be giving ashes if anyone wants to receive them. You can receive them on your forehead, you can receive them on your palm or on your hand, or you don't have to receive them at all. You can simply walk on by. Let me be clear, you don't have to receive the ashes because I know this might be new to you and I understand that. However, if you would like to receive them, just let me know as you're walking by, hold out your hand or point to your head and then I will go ahead and impose them on you. This is a sign, remember, of your complete dependence on God and that you want to be one to identify with Christ. So I will be willing to do that if you want that. If you choose, uh, the second station is communion. And I encourage everyone who is a believer in Christ to participate in that one. That is one that as long as you are a Christian, we celebrate communion. Jeremy, Pastor Jeremy, will be serving the communion at that station. So as you participate in the communion, take the bread, take the cup back to your seat, and then we'll take communion together as a family of God as we celebrate these, this 40-day journey to the cross of Christ.